You're listening to Pastor Stephen G. Lightfoot's podcast, Sermons and Homilies by the Reverend Stephen G. Lightfoot. Pastor Stephen is an ordained elder in the Global Methodist Church and serves as senior pastor to First Methodist Church Splendora and Shepherd Methodist Church in Southeast Texas. Here is today's episode. Our gospel lesson for today comes from the gospel according to Mark, first chapter, beginning at verse 21. If you are able, please stand for the reading of the gospel. They went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath, Jesus entered the synagogue and began to teach. And they were amazed at his teaching, for he was teaching them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Just then there was a man in their synagogue with an unclean spirit. And he cried out, saying, What business do you have with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. And Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet and come out of him. After throwing him into convulsions and crying out with a loud voice, the unclean spirit came out of him. And they were all amazed, so they debated among themselves, saying, What is this, a new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. Immediately, the news about him spread everywhere into all the surrounding region of Galilee. This is the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Please be seated. So back in this time, Capernaum was a significant settlement by the lake called the Sea of Galilee. It was important enough of a settlement to have a detachment of Roman troops. It had a customs center and a resident Roman official that governed the area. And the population of this region at that time in Capernaum was about 10,000 people. And so the synagogue in which Jesus was teaching in this particular account was probably well attended. It could hold a large number of people. And it's important to understand that the right to stand up and preach and teach in the synagogue was controlled by the leaders of the synagogue. So not just anyone could walk in on a Sabbath and preach. You had to be a certified minister, a certified lay minister, a certified clergy person in order to preach in the synagogue. Jesus would have had to have been invited into the synagogue by the leaders there in order to teach there. So if this is, in fact, an account of Jesus' first public appearance teaching in the synagogue, then he was obviously someone who had gained the attention and respect of the Jewish leaders there in Capernaum 
as he had been preaching and teaching and did works and miracles in the area, he had gained a reputation as being a man of God. So as Jesus preaches on this particular day in the synagogue, Mark tells us that when that day arrived, Jesus didn't waste any time getting to the synagogue, to the meeting place. You can surmise that he was excited about preaching. He spent the day at the synagogue preaching and teaching, and they were surprised at his teaching. It was so confident. It was so forthright. There was no quibbling and no quoting like the religious scholars of the day. He preached as if someone who knew intimately the scriptures and also had authority to preach. So while he's there preaching and teaching, there suddenly appears uh, a man who interrupted the service there, who was deeply disturbed, and he was yelling out, what business do you have here with us, Jesus of Nazareth? I know who you are. I know what you're up to. You're the Holy One of God, and you've come to destroy us. And Jesus silences him and commands the Spirit to come out of him. And the scripture says that the afflicting spirit threw the man into convulsions and protesting loudly, the spirit came out of the man. And so everyone there, this large gathering in the synagogue was a witness to this and they began buzzing in curiosity. What's going on here? It's a new teaching that does what he says. He silences defiling demonic spirits and he sends them packing. So news of this travels throughout the region. Soon all over Galilee, people are speaking the name of Jesus. See, the account that Mark gives doesn't give us exactly the title of the sermon that Jesus was preaching about. It doesn't give us the subject matter that he was teaching, but the implication here is that whatever it was Jesus was preaching and teaching, he was speaking with authority. He was speaking ideas and concepts that were different from what had been taught before. Whatever he was saying caught the attention of the people filling them with awe and excitement and apparently filling the demons with fear. And this one particular man, he recognized this, the demonic spirit within him, recognized who Jesus was and what his mission was, and he was afraid. See, Jesus made it clear, not only was his preaching and teaching delivered with authority, but that this authority was real and that he had power over the spiritual realm, commanding demons to release this man from bondage and to come out of him and leave him be. None of the other preachers in the synagogue at that point 
had ever achieved that level of authority in their preaching. Jesus brings to Capernaum in this passage of Scripture and indeed to the whole world for all time, he brings a new thing. He brings with him the authority and the power to get the mission done. He has power over the physical and the metaphysical, the material and the spiritual. He has power over the temporal and the eternal. See, in this new thing that Jesus brings, we see a connection between authoritative teaching and preaching and authority over demons. This is a concept I think that we all need to grasp this morning. Authoritative teaching and preaching that's founded in Jesus Christ, who is the living word, the holy one of God, that preaching and teaching has power over demons, all demons everywhere, including those that have embedded themselves in the lives of the people. What people, Pastor? Well, all people who are living and struggling in this fallen and broken world with demons. Those people. Do you know of any people struggling with demons this morning? Do you have a demon of addiction influencing you today? Do you have a demon of sadness, a demon of depression, a demon of loneliness, a demon of brokenness, a demon of poverty, a demon of illness, a demon of covetousness, a demon of laziness, a demon of gluttony. Well, you get the idea. There are hundreds, legions of demons that afflict humankind today. And Jesus has authority over all of them. And what's more, he's given you authority to cast them out in his name. Whatever demonic influence is in your life or worse still, in your children or grandchildren's life, whatever those demonic influences and in the worst cases, demonic possessions, as in the case of this man in this passage, all of that can be overcome by engaging in the authoritative teaching that comes from his holy word, the Bible. And that's why your pastor is always encouraging, prompting people to attend church regularly. That's why communion and prayer are important. That's why attending Bible study is important because authoritative teaching has power. Transformative restorative, redeeming, healing power that exercises the demons from your experience and puts you in a position of power and authority over those attacks because the name and the authority of Jesus Christ gives that authority to you, period, end of story. I don't pitch Wednesday night Bible study because it makes the church numbers look good. 
Matter of fact, the numbers could look better. I don't encourage you to come because it gives me something to do on Wednesday nights. I encourage you to come because the authoritative teaching of the word of God exercises the demons looking for a way to get between you and your eternal salvation. Your relationship with the one true God. The demons are always searching for a way to drive a wedge between you and Jesus. Or at the very least, they're looking for a way to unleash hell on earth for you while they are still able. They're very good at it. They'd have centuries to practice, millennia to practice. <coughs> Give you a couple of scriptures you can take with you into your week. James chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. It's good advice. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Here's another one from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 10, verse 19. Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. Jesus said that he gave you the authority to defeat the enemy. That's powerful. Sometimes we feel like we don't have any power, but Jesus says that's not so. I've given you the power. Reminds me of my childhood and the He-Man commercials. I have the power. <laughs> Jesus has given you the power. Jesus said, this is John 17, verses 15 and 16. I do not ask that you take them out of the world. This is Jesus talking to God the Father. But that you keep them from the evil one. They, us, are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. See, the authority and power that Jesus gives us is in the fact that we are immortal beings created by God in his image. And therefore, we don't have to submit to the lie that we are mortal and that we are in decay and that we are dying. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Because in Jesus Christ, you are alive and not just alive, but you have life abundant forevermore. Those are promises from God the Father through the Son Jesus given to you by the power of the Holy Spirit that dwells in you as a believer in Jesus Christ. You are not of this world because you belong to Jesus who is not of this world. 
You have been given authority through the name and the word of Jesus over the spiritual forces of evil seeking to devour and destroy you. Use the power that Jesus has given you. Use the gift that Jesus has given you. Use it to send Satan packing in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Come back again next week for a new message. And until then, may God bless you and keep you.